welcome to the Justice for Gamers video game podcast. Episode 30, The Princess Tea Party. In this episode, JFG Ash finds out that he's very antisocial. JFG Alex makes a cheeky purchase of the awesomest kind. The Funk gets his questions answered with our superb advice. And at the end, we say goodbye. Oh, and don't forget Star Wars happened. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hello, and welcome to the Justice for Gamers podcast. This is episode 30. My name is Alex, and I'm joined as ever by my very good friend, my chumling, if you will, <laughs> Mr. Ash. Hello, buddy. Hey, buddy. Where was the, uh, you know, the foreign speak? I didn't realise last week quite how xenophobic you were, buddy, and I thought I'd give that a miss this time round. Oh, thank God. And, you know, I'm just so scared of it. I don't like it. Not one <laughs> You're bit. scared of foreigners. You're scared of change. Uh, you drive around armed with your light gun at all times, just in case the worst comes <laughs> to fact. it. It is a yep. known fact. Yeah, it can happen. Yeah, I'm good, buddy. I had uh, we had my daughter's second birthday this week, which was lovely. Oh, had, nice! Had a little princess tea party at the weekend, which was uh, well, who doesn't like that? I know who doesn't like a good princess tea party. But yeah, it was cool. Had cake, had uh, more cake. And uh, some sausage rolls, which is all you need at a party. That's literally all you need. Yeah, it's true. Um, apart from that, I've uh, also been to another two children's parties this weekend. <laughs> My son's quite popular, I'm not going to lie. But um, I did find out that, you know, whilst at these parties, I can just play PS Vita, which is great. So I just sit there being all kinds of antisocial with the other parents because I don't care about them. And yeah, I just just play some Vita. So um, I've got another game to talk about later in what we've been playing. Uh, and yeah, it's uh, it's not bad, I must say. It's a good one. Well, that's cool, buddy. Um, I'm glad you're enjoying all of the children's parties. Certainly more eyebrows would be raised if I was going to children's parties, but yes. that's that, not that the case. That would be an issue. It would. It would indeed. <laughs> but how's uh, how's your time these past few days been, buddy? Yeah, good. Yeah, playing lots of games and so on. And also went down to Brighton to visit a friend. Been down there the last couple of days. Strange place full of strange people, buddy. I don't know if you've heard about the 10p fizzy drinks tax. What is this? This is the, the, uh, the Council of Brighton. Um, this is, I think they, I think it's Green Party down there, which cool. explains a lot. Yeah. And uh, yeah, they want to charge a, a 10p tax. All shops have to charge an extra 10p for all fizzy drinks to try and get the kids off the fizzy drinks, buddy. Is Stop trying to make decisions for yourself. Fizzy lifting drinks. They're trying to recuperate the money. I, I don't think so. It's well, it could well be that it's dressed up as some sort of health kick. Um, obviously. obviously, unlike the rest of the country, the people of Brighton need to be 
forced to make uh, life choices. Yeah, so with their wallets. I so like there we you. go. But yeah. yeah, no, went down to Brighton to see a friend and basically just played Pro Evo for <laughs> a day and a half. That we just be. kept playing and playing, and uh, that was cool. Well, what more do you need? Well, exactly, buddy. Not a lot, I don't think, other than a bit of Destiny well, now and again. That will happen. <laughs> that will happen. <laughs> well, um, we have a new contender this uh, this week to take the spot of Destiny. Uh, we do. We do. I. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah, I was yeah. kind of yeah co- lightly coerced into uh, <laughs> that particular purchase, but I absolutely don't regret it. No, nah, I, I think it's um, a good choice. In, the end. in fact, both of us have been playing a shit ton of games this week, so yeah. let's nip this in the bud right now and yeah, move straight into what we've been playing, buddy. You have such a charming manner, sweet and shy, little old bonnet set in place. Do you want to get the ball rolling, or shall I? Yeah, I'll start off with my Vita Antics, if that's all right with you, buddy. Yeah, lovely. So, um, the last month or the month before one of the ps plus games was castle storm which was on ps3 and ps vita i believe so obviously um i loaded that up on the vita over the weekend and it's not bad it's all right it's like what sort of game is it man it's like angry birds isn't it <laughs> <laughs> okay it's a it's a it's a mixture of like plants versus zombies you know like the tablet game have you played that uh no like a wave based game it's a tower enemies. defense game isn't it yeah some sort of tower defense game yeah and and angry birds so you can set these troops out to go and uh kill other troops and pick up different things like a flag or whatever and uh, but you also have like um not an archer what's like a not a longbow either you know like some sort of catapult slash archery thing there's a word for it but i'm going for that um and yeah you shoot different projectiles um off of this and try and kill them and also in the end destroy the castle at the other side and it was it was a nice game just to pick up and play you know it killed a good hour or so Whilst at this kid's party, I think it's one of those ones that I will just pick up and play when when I've got my Vita out and about. It's it's another one like, you know, uh, I'm enjoying these small, like, 200, 300, 400 meg games that are just sitting on my Vita. I've got about six or seven of them now, like Super Meat Boy and stuff, that I just pick up and play. Like, I don't see the Vita as a thing that I'm going to be sitting there for like three, four plus hours playing in a stint. It's going to be something quick and easy, and this game fits into that perfectly, I must say. Yeah, man, just building up your library. Uh, Trebuchet. Yeah, we'll go for that. Cool. My description was was fine. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I had a game that was very similar to this, um, a really simplified version, uh, and it was like a stickman version of that game I just looked at some screenshots of it and um, yeah I can't remember what it was called it's really annoying memorable 
Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> but that's cool. That's cool. Uh, obviously, again, that's the sort of game that if it popped up on your PS4, I'd imagine you'd kick the shit out of it. But you, you've been enjoying it on the handheld. Yeah, totally. Uh, and it fits that situation perfectly. You know, he's got whatever, up to half an hour, an hour to kill. Just load it up. Off you go. You haven't got to worry about it. It's all good. Simple. Well, very nice. Other than that, whilst at the other birthday party, uh, <laughs> I played a bit more Monument Valley as well, which uh, I'm still really enjoying. It's it's tricky on the brain. Yeah, and uh, you piqued my interest last week, so I downloaded this. I'm quite impressed with that Amazon Underground thing. That's really cool. And uh, yeah, I've actually been really enjoying that as well. Um, it reminded me a little bit of Fez in places, yes, totally. kind of that sort of style and that, the look of it and that. But it's really nicely presented, isn't it? It's really sort of high end for yeah. for a mobile game. It's, it feels a little bit better than the sort of thing I'd be expecting to download off the Play Store. Yeah, I, I totally agree. It's it's definitely got a polish to it. And like, um, uh, I was listening to. Um, the music and stuff through headphones and things and like even like the the soundtrack's like pretty decent to this and i'm like wow this is this is a really good mobile tablet game you know and they're they're hard to find well i think they're hard to find anyway because because it's um do you think it has anything to do with uh, i'm not absolutely certain of this i'm sure you'll tell me if i'm wrong but this is a game that you you buy for say like two pounds or whatever and then it's there's no microtransactions or anything in there. You you just buy it yep, and then you, you buy play the game it. and it's good to go. And then there's like um, DLC, you know, extra levels you can purchase as well. Yeah, but, I, but I nothing that mains... affects the makeup no, of the no, game no, no, as a whole. No, not at yeah, all. I, I I just feel like we're more comfortable with that when you're playing something like that on on a on a phone or a tablet. And you're not constantly thinking to yourself, I wonder how whether this design decision was affected by them needing to monetize it. I wonder yeah. if they did this because they were trying to monetize this and so on and so forth. Whereas if you just buy it outright, it's like any other uh, download. Well, not any other because of the DLC that's going on in the console <laughs> market now. Yeah. But you know that's what I mean? You, you pay a fee and the game wasn't designed around money. So yeah, it was just, that's a game. It benefits from that. Yeah, definitely totally. benefits from it. Yeah, and um, apart from that, um, the other games I've been playing are the same as yours. So do you want to go into what you have been playing, buddy? Yeah, um, very similar to you, just a couple of additions. Uh, as you know, I have my new MacBook, and uh, as, as you also know, I downloaded Civ 5 on the, uh, Steam. The wonderful Civ 5. The fantastic strategy game, Civilization 5, which runs at 2K on my MacBook, wow, which nice. I was amazed by. Um, That's what you want. Absolutely pointless, the fact that this, <laughs> this small laptop has a 2K resolution screen but it, it does needs it, and it needs it i tell you it's the very first time i've heard any sort of fan in there i was starting to think there wasn't one there's <laughs> finally nice. something that pushes it but yeah it just it happily deals with it on ultra in 2k res and it looks so gorgeous and uh yeah i was over at ellen's last weekend and we were just yeah we were playing it sort of side by side like a sort of an old school land party kind of thing and I forgot how great that game is from the so good. 
there's so many wonderful mechanics it all came flooding back the 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 graphics the music the presentation of it and just it's just really cool it I've really missed that and uh, I actually had a little go uh, the night before last just on my own and yeah. uh, I haven't done that on a strategy game for a long time <laughs> so do you think we'll ever get um was it beyond earth was the next one I think uh, I like the look of it my to be honest I'm just not sure I need anything else yeah, other than what I know. that's the problem provides. isn't it it's so good do we need a different game, you know? But. And I think, to be honest, the as much as uh, I've enjoyed other strategy games since, uh, and also games you'd consider to be fairly intricate, something like Armello, which we played for a few weeks and quite yeah. enjoyed, the way that Civ Five manages to put, bring across to you all these rules and mechanics, and and it's it's so in depth, but it. It somehow manages to put it across so that it isn't sort of fucking hell. Mind what the bombing. hell am I doing yeah, here? It, totally. Everything's logical and intuitive, and yeah, educational. It, it just makes sense, and yeah, it's a wonderful game. Uh, I wonder if PJ picked it up. Well, you know, he was talking about strategy That's games true. last week. We'll have to ask him on game night, perhaps. Indeed, buddy. So yeah, I've been playing that, bit of Monument Valley, and um, as I said, loads of Pez. Um, but other than that, I am the same as you, so let's move on to what we've been playing, uh, both of us. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, do you want to get Destiny out of the way? Yeah, let's not talk very much about Destiny at all. In fact, let's not talk about Destiny other than to say we're still playing Destiny, we're still enjoying Destiny... Doubts are starting to creep in that we might be running out of legs yes, on it a little. Um, maybe. We'll see. Mainly because we've hit a light level where it seems to be far more of a yeah. grind than it was yeah. five hours earlier into it. But to be honest, if I was to stop playing at this point, I'd still feel like I'd have my money's worth. So Definitely. That's, All is good. That's fine. But yeah, we're still going on that. I was playing it before we started recording, and we'll probably do a, some sort of strike after this is recorded Yeah, I reckon as well, so. We'll so. get a couple in, buddy. It'd be sweet. Yeah, it. definitely. But uh, yeah, so we're still playing that, but let's not talk about that this no. week. So I guess um, the surprise purchase of this week, well, surprise for me because I got home and it was there on my console, was Diablo 3, buddy. After <laughs> yeah, talking about it last week, you went and just bought it. I so, did, which is something that that you tend to do more than I yeah, do. But, definitely. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I sent you frantically sent you a message because we were talking about it in our little uh, messenger group we've got, and uh, Funk was saying that he'd bought it, and I was like, "Well, I'll have a little look, maybe, because it's a good price, twenty four ninety nine, and we both get it." I, the the clincher really was that I checked my uh, PayPal, my uh, music PayPal, and uh, there was I think sixteen quid in there that I'd completely forgotten about. And then, and when I realised that using that on a twenty-five pound voucher with from CD keys, which saves you a couple of quid as well, yeah. I think it was twenty-two ninety-nine. It was looking it, suddenly. I realised that in terms of money that I was aware that I had, this was <laughs> going to be costing me about a fiver. Yeah. So I yeah. So I took the plunge and absolutely don't regret it. We've been really getting stuck into that, haven't we? Yeah, we did a cheeky three-way on that and really enjoyed it. I mean, me and you started off as absolute rookies I went as uh, 
what's my name? Like Botface the First, and I'm the Crusader, <laughs> and that is an actual Crusader. Bit of history there. I think he was like in the Fourth Crusades or something like that. So that's why I picked him. Funny Learning well. with Ash. Yeah, it doesn't happen very often. Um, so yeah, I'm the Crusader, so I'm pretty much like a tank that just goes in there and slashes people up and uh, has unlocked a, a magical horse now, which I'm very happy about. Indeed, we all are. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> what did you go as, buddy? Anyway. I'm the lightning fast monk. I'm a female monk. I look a lot like um, that woman who was on the original Next Generation and then became a Romulan, who I can't remember the name of. Ooh. But she's very quick. She's called Ponzi Peters, Ooh. which is a lovely bit of alliteration and a very catchy title. I'm oh, sure you'd agree. And uh, yeah, and Funk's some sort of mage like wizardy Wizard. type, isn't he? Yeah. Who. Uh... <laughs> Just shits out beams of light all over the place, which is nice. Which is what you want, really. Well, yeah. If you're if you're a wizard, you know, with a book in in your hand at all times, because he can't learn his spells, you know. He just can't remember, buddy. Can't, it's short term memory, you know, loss or whatever. It's not good or long term memory loss. I don't know. Maybe both. <laughs> so, so yeah, <laughs> Diablo three is um, a fun game to play with. Is friends. it? Is it what you're expecting? I don't know. It seems pretty easy at the moment, but we are playing it on like normal. I think we need to rank and you know, like smash that difficulty up because at no point have I felt like I'm gonna die. Like at no, all. I've, we've got a question from Funk later about some tips, and uh, I was doing a little bit of reading today, and uh, that was one of the main things. Okay, was don't play on normal. So we'll change uh, that. Lesson learned. We'll have to address yeah. that next time we Which play. Which is fine. Um, but yeah, I'm, I, I'm, I'm enjoying my character. I'm enjoying getting just lots and lots of loot, and then just like throwing it all away because I don't know if it's good or not. <laughs> I'm just looking at the numbers, going, "That one's better. I love that one." Then it's a, it's a numbers game, buddy. Um, it sure is. It's uh, isometric top-down destiny. Um, frankly, <laughs> does the looting thing. A hell of a lot fucking better than Destiny ever has done, Definitely. even with the Taken King update. Yeah. But they're very much the same sort of idea. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it just plays really nice, doesn't it? It's exactly what you'd expect from a Blizzard game, to be honest. Yeah, it's totally. absolutely polished to the hilt. And, yeah, I'm really, really enjoying it. Uh, lots to learn. You know, it's quite intricate set of menus and systems there. But, uh, yeah, just really fun, very satisfying to kill stuff, and uh, obviously the loot drops with the added spice on top there as well. Yeah, it's it's just a joy to play. Sure is, buddy. So then I guess the last thing that we've played this week was the Star Wars Battlefront beta. Yes, and yes we um, did. I didn't play it online at all, <laughs> like you do. <laughs> I just played, um, I literally only played like about four games of like the, the skirmish mode, not skirmish, um, is it skirmish? The, you know, uh, it's the a wave mode. based thing, yeah, the wave it, based the... thing, yeah. And um, just sticked about in there for about an hour or so and that was about it. I don't know why I didn't want to play the multiplayer, I, I think like I didn't want to like ruin it but since then I've watched quite a bit on YouTube and stuff so... I know what it's all about. It's like playing it, you know, when you watch it. It's the same thing, isn't it? You know, no different. (laughs) 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I don't know. It's it's tricky, really. As I said, like I thought this might be coming along at about the right time for me in terms of uh, PvP, you know, competitive shooters and stuff again. And I, I have actually been playing quite a lot of crucible on destiny and that's how i know things are changing for me you know that's how i know yeah you've got issues. something's wrong stroke i've got over my uh long layoff from uh first person shooters i suppose the next thing i'll be buying black ops but <laughs> we'll see how we go on that one but yeah i, doubt it, buddy. I think i played but, yeah, maybe eight maybe. or nine of the um the big battles the one on hoth where yeah. you uh players you know everyone's i think most people are familiar with that scene um, but that's sort of the the big battle, you know, with uh, like forty odd, fifty odd connections or whatever it was. So I played that the most, uh, and I also played the smaller mode, which uh, I think I enjoyed more. To be honest, that was a sort of ten v ten kind of thing where these pods come down on various positions around the map, and you have to go and uh, it's like King of the Hill kind yeah, of thing. So you got to chase point, down the pods, yeah. then defend it. Um, the thing about the thing about Hoth, the the giant map, was there was still that problem from uh, the, the biggest problem I've always had with Battlefield in that I don't really feel like I'm affecting things. The whole thing's a bit too big. Yeah, and I know what you're saying. You, you're not making an impact on anything. You're, no, you're not so much of the problem really with the whole run for ten minutes die, run for ten minutes die. Like I think the the, the maps are slightly. That's, it was a slightly better design than your bog standard battlefield map, I think, in terms of it it being a little bit better it, in funneling people into yeah. specific places and getting you in the action a bit quicker. Um, but yeah, just a bit a bit vast and yeah, th- th- there's other problems there as well. I'm not I'm not convinced by this perk system with picking up random power ups. Yeah, and, I was going to ask you, what do you think about like the token pickups and stuff? I think the biggest problem I have with them is that it seemed not to be random to me. It seemed like the things spawn in the same places every time, and yeah, you're so just going to end up with people camping on on yep, the X-wing or camping places, on Darth yeah. Vader or whatever. I think if you're going to have a token system, and I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing. It's it's certainly a very casual mechanic for yeah, a competitive for shooter. Such a big game, yeah. But if you're going to have tokens like that, I think they need to spawn randomly so that no one can camp on them and everyone gets random stuff each time. Yeah, um, I totally agree with that. It, yeah, I mean, it, within the first four or five games, I knew where I needed to go if I wanted to try and get Luke Skywalker or get a TIE fighter or whatever. Um also thought there were some serious balancing issues on Hoth. I don't know if it's just specifically that map, but... Um, I think I, I played probably three or four games as the Empire and three or four games as the Rebels. I, I've never seen a Rebel victory on that map. Like, the Empire wins every time, it seems. It seems completely stacked against the Rebel forces. Yeah. But um, I suppose broader picture of this thing is it feels fucking great. The and atmosphere is pure amazing. Star Wars. The sound's yeah, awesome. The sounds are the best thing about that. It's just like, pew, pew, pew. And they're like, ah. Oh, Star Wars. It's really nice. Um, in terms of yeah, it, it runs as you'd expect. It runs real slick. Obviously, we're playing on the PS4. Uh, I've heard some, some vague horror stories about the Xbox version. It runs in 720, for example. Ooh, nice. Yeah, lovely. But um, <laughs> yeah, 
a little bit of texture popping but other than that really tasty looking graphics that certainly the snow on hoth or sort of glistening in the sunlight really yeah, really nice it it captures the atmosphere brilliantly they've got all of the official licensing so they can do the proper blaster sounds they've got the john williams score kicking in all the time and i am far more excited about this game having played the beta than i was before i'd played it um Seems like a sort of mixed reaction online from most people. Some people really like it, some people f fairly unimpressed. A lot of people saying it's just a skinned version of Battlefield. I kind of thought it was going to be that, buddy, but I don't think it is. I think it feels totally different to Battlefield. I think they've casualed it up a little, and, and as yeah. far as I'm concerned, that benefits me. Or, it, you know, maybe not people who are well into their shooters, but from a personal point of view that's exactly what i wanted yeah this de definitely doesn't feel like a hardcore you know shooter like you're saying it has got that kind of easiness about it but it's the best it's just star wars mate that's it that's all it needs to be it's good like and they've absolutely nailed it like the feel of the guns like the, the shooting, I, I love the reload mechanic, you know, like that kind of Gears of War-esque, you know, when you yeah. overpower it and you can get it in the sweet spot, boom, instantly back into shoot the fuck out of everyone again. <laughs> it's just, yeah, it feels like a really good game. I, are you saying, what are you saying, launch day purchase or wait till like after Christmas? I think my concern with the launch day purchase is... It's that EA. it will be broken when yes. it launches regardless yeah. of what's happened with the beta and everything True. um I, I i would be amazed if that game came out with a with a a good launch um i hope i'm completely wrong about that but you know if you look at previous battlefield games that have come out they've all launched broken and for me that would be enough you know there's there the the pre-order perks and stuff i couldn't give a fuck about that no, i just want a, a game that works i mean you look at battlefield 4 i got that game very early into its life cycle because you know got it on ps4 um within the first week of of the ps4 coming out uh by all accounts, Battlefield 4 is a fucking fantastic shooter now, but it certainly wasn't then. And yeah, the experience I had with great. it then was enough to never go back. Um, True. It'd be a shame if that happened with this. So, yeah, I, I couldn't buy it on launch day. No, I've learned we'll my fucking lesson see, there. I think for that one, we'll wait until a few of the irons, irons are bugged out. Yeah, the bugs yep. are ironed out. <laughs> <laughs> No, I, 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 what I am saying to you though is I, I, I definitely want this game. I think it's going to be really good fun. Uh, I'm really excited for it. Yeah, totally, buddy. So yeah, I think that'll about do us, won't it? There's nothing else that you've been playing, have you? No, buddy, I am good. Unless you know, I could go on and talk about Destiny some more if you want. No, we're okay, buddy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> And now it's time for Fonz or Phoenix. Was it this week good or bad, buddy? We're going with good. This Ooh. is going to be a Fonz, uh, and it's 
really our, our continued loving with uh, our favourite man in the games industry. You know what I'm talking about, buddy. It's the one, the only Phil, Phil motherfucking Spencer. Spencer. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not going to like screw you over, though, here. I'm not just going to keep uh, <laughs> saying his name. What's his name? Who is it? It's uh, Phil motherfucking Spencer. Cool. I love it. Yeah, there you go. You asked. Um, I just think, uh, to be honest, I, I don't know if you saw, this week he was on... Um, he was interviewed at the 2015 GeekWire Summit... And um, it was a really frank and honest interview from someone who's the head of such a major organisation. I'm not sure I've ever seen someone be so open and honest from a position of that sort of power. And uh, I was just really impressed. Like, I know we've got this comedy jokey thing with with him where, you know, I mean, we do we, we do like him. Like, I genuinely like him. We, we aren't completely taking the piss here, despite the location, location, location tie-in. <laughs> but... Um, yeah, just just borderline amazed with some of the answers he gave. He just seems to be really tapped in to what Xbox should be all about. If, in my opinion, as a, as a former Xbox gamer and someone who may well be one again in the future, and um, yeah, I was just really impressed. So I've got a few quotes from him here, and um, what he was mainly talking about was uh, the idea that not all gamers are kind of finger on the pulse looking things up reading gaming sites and so on and and first impressions in this business mean a hell of a lot and he was basically saying you know they they screwed that up that introduction so he said uh whether it's always on used games, whatever the feature was, we lost the trust in them and that they were at the centre of the decision-making process. We were building a product for us or were we building a product for the gamers? And as soon as that question came into people's minds and they looked at anything, whether it was the power of our box, our launch lineup, microtransactions, any of the features that you talked about, what you find is very quickly you lose the benefit of the doubt. You lose your customer's assumption that the reason you're building your product is to delight them and not just build a better and more manipulative product. So he went on to also talk about the Xbox team that uh, had worked on that launch and he also didn't throw Don Matrick under the bus in the slightest. He actually said, you know, I was on that team when we were going into the launch. He was he was heavily involved, Phil Spencer. He just wasn't the man with his head above the parapet at the time. But, um, yeah, you can find this interview on YouTube. Just search GeekWire Summit. And, uh, yeah, highly recommended viewing. Sort of half hour or so of your life that you you won't regret losing. And, um, yeah, you should check out that interview. So, yeah, it's a Fonz. It's a Fonz, as it always is a Fonz, with the one, (laughs) the only, Phil Phil motherfucking motherfucking Spencer. Spencer. And now it's time for the news. The news. The news. 
singing all right there from me buddy i like it inward singing you know (laughs) it's so 2004 um number one number wang number wang a third of all physical game sales in the month of september were fifa 16 (laughs) that's ridiculous i can't believe that's an actual stat that's a stat that's a stat i promise you that's a stat no. Uh, a third of all physical sales, <laughs> all disc-based sales in September, one third of those were FIFA 16. Now, I know that this is a game that, you know, it's obviously it's cross-platform. It comes out on all the four big boys, but um, that still seems staggering to me, yeah, doesn't it? You, isn't it? Just especially in a year where that thing hasn't necessarily reviewed as well as a lot of the previous games yeah, have. Yeah, but and then we go back to the statement of Don Matrick, not Don Matrick, fucking Phil motherfucking Spencer. Like, not everyone's on the polls, buddy. If people have played FIFA for how long, they're going to stay with FIFA because they know FIFA. I think you're right. I think it's a case of a new FIFA comes out and some people who maybe are more casual about these things, maybe some people who just don't give a fuck whether the game they're playing is the absolute best version of that sport available this year. And fair enough for that. Because not all of them... Yeah, fair enough. Um, I think (laughs) they see a new FIFA and they're like, oh, new FIFA's out. Just go go and buy a new FIFA. Yeah, cool. Um, Start new with Destiny, buddy. (laughs) <laughs> absolutely <laughs> yeah I think people just buy it and uh, I don't need to think that is fairly obvious from that statistic yeah, they, they've set in such a good stronghold over the past what six seven years of FIFA's must be yeah and you could argue that they deserve the benefit of the doubt for a year or two with the foundations that they've laid because you know we we switched to FIFA from PES and and that was because they got it, it became a better game. I mean we we were FIFA from what oh nine to maybe last year. So yeah, it's fourteen I think was the last one I bought. 14. Yeah. So I think yeah, the fact that some people have given them the benefit of the doubt, and also let's not forget that it is a good game. You know, yeah. We might true. not think it's the best football game this year, but it's not like it's like a shit house product that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's still a good game. So, yeah, still amazing can't though. A third though, that's that's insane. Really. Yeah, is. I don't know if it says more about the popularity of FIFA or the switch to digital downloads. Yeah, digital but downloads, yeah, could be that. I would imagine that it probably topped the charts there as well. So. Yeah. I guess it's the former rather than the latter. Uh, let's move on uh, to the second story of the week. And this is kind of big news. Um, they've been doing this whole coding month thing, haven't they? The BBC in yeah, the UK. Yeah, um, They're trying to sort of dip a toe in. They realise that the shifting trends and stuff, uh, the game changes kind of proved that they at least are thinking about games as a legitimate media all of a sudden. So this is the news that BBC Three is going to be covering the four-day League of Legends event. Um, 
Which is wow. really big news, actually. Yeah, this it is, is uh, really big news, especially for like you know esports and stuff like that. You know, to be getting on like terrestrial TV kind of thing, you know, that's it's different. And you, you know, like BBC could get like a trick in there and get like the license for it before like you know BT Sport and everywhere else, you know, and they they could be on for a winner there, you know, they could get some serious money out of that. They genuinely could. They genuinely could. I think it's it's. I think it's really cool actually that they they decided to do that. I don't know who they would have gone up against. I'd imagine that there'd still be sort of licensing contracts, and there you'd, you'd expect sort of Twitch and YouTube gaming and that to be dogfighting out for that sort of thing. Usually, I yeah, don't know what a, they would have thought when the BBC strutted into the. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Either way, this is the uh, the League of Legends World Championships quarterfinals. Uh, which which took place at Wembley over the last four days. In fact, this would be the uh, the final day of that tournament if you're listening to this on uh, Sunday when we put this out. Nice. Um, well played, buddy. Forward thinking. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, well, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to fucking promote the Beebs programs for them, buddy. This is True. just uh, the news happening this week, but... Um, yeah, uh, it's definitely the 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 most mainstream gaming event ever. Like for the BBC to pick this up, that's the most coverage in mainstream media in the UK that video games have ever had. Yeah, um, totally. <clears throat> and as big as League of Legends is, and and as big as uh, as games like League of Legends and Dota are, um, they're not really known that well mainstream, are they? Oh, God, no. Not mainstream. They're very much heavily PC-based, you know, like hardcore fans. But, I mean, there is a fucking buttload of them. So that's where it all comes from. But, you know, that's why the, the streaming sites, you know, are, are so on it. Because it's, it's down to those hardcore people that play PC games and watch, like twitch and stuff like that 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 that's where you're gonna find it you're not gonna find out your average joe just be like oh yeah did you watch the match last night oh yeah league of legends match yeah yeah and all that it's never gonna happen but you know i don't know man i i guess the bbc thing that might be where it's going i'm not saying that right at all i'm just interested in who's going to be doing the commentary yeah i don't know about the commentary (laughs) um No, I do know about the commentary. Do you? Uh, Okay. Is it the guy from Robot Wars? It is Lee Demon Smith and James Stress O'Leary. Jesus Christ. Who I'd imagine are kind of a big deal in the LOL community. Uh, Although I apologise, I don't know who they are. Oh, I wanted some comical names like, you know, Michael Owen or... You, you know... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Glenn Hoddle. Andy Townsend. That'd be a good one. <laughs> if anything, he's took down that tower too well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Really, oh, dear. Oh. Yes, well, buddy. okay. Next, uh, PS Now 
We were talking about PS Now because we were both on the the beta and I played through Uncharted 3 on that beta. I really enjoyed my time on that. And then the second half of that beta, they actually rolled out the prices for renting games. And they were, I thought, ridiculous. It was like a fiver to rent a PS3 title for a couple of days. totally not worth it at all. Upwards of like 20, 25 quid to rent a game for three, four weeks. Um... And I remember saying to you at the time, what I thought would be the best solution to this would be a monthly subscription a la Netflix, where, you know, you pay your monthly subscription, you've got access to the entire yeah, library, they eat, keep adding games. Yeah, that makes the most sense, man. You can, you can see that from the popularity of things like Netflix. Totally. So anyway, they've done that, and that's rolling out in the UK this month. But, the grand but the, price of... a month Mm. I'm alright thanks I think the question that I'm going to ask you here is not whether you think 12.99 is too much but whether you think half that would be too much £6.50 sorry it took me a while um, I'd pay six pound fifty, possibly. It depends on the lineup in there. I don't think you would. I don't think I would because they're old shitty games. I don't want to play old shitty games. Exactly. I don't play old shitty games. <laughs> it can't be more than Netflix. Let's, you know, it has to be less exactly. than Netflix. Yeah. It's, it's the same I mean, model. I know, like Netflix is pretty much like every single old shitty TV and film known to man. But that's what's good about it. You know, you just sit there for an hour and a half and absorb, like, absolute garbage. It's fantastic. It's like my missus is going through all the old Buffy's. It's like, you know, that's fine. But Yeah, fair play. It's not the same in games. Like, by, by well, now, as in today, um, you know, games have evolved into what they are. They are better than <laughs> previous years. And, uh, like... I know people get nostalgia and play old games, but it's it's not for me. I just like playing new games. Yeah, man. As we were saying last last week, even even old games that are considered classics like GoldenEye um, become unplayable after a time. This is an emerging media, you know, with graphics being important. These games, you'd be amazed if you haven't gone back since you purchased your new gen console to a 360 or PS3 then you'd be absolutely amazed at how shite games on those consoles look now. Yeah, if it's it, not it, pretty. It's the sort of thing that you don't notice when it's gradual, but uh, it's 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 very, very noticeable when you go back after a time. And, yeah, I I just... I mean, there's not enough on that library at this point anyway to justify no, that to price. to justify $12.99 a month. It's just no chance, mate. But you're looking at, you know, you look at PS Plus, you know, they want people to be paying for PS Plus. That's, you know, that's 40 quid a year or whatever. And you're getting games for that as well, you know, maybe three or four a month, which you might not always be that impressed by them, but that's they're new games and or, or <laughs> remastered games. So, yeah, I just, I just think it's too much. And they haven't lowered the prices for rentals either. So, I mean, the, the, the bigger picture here is the is the Xbox, isn't it, man? Like the backwards compatibility there, that shits all over this as a business model, you know. And another thing Phil Spencer said in his interview was uh, that 
they should the, the hopefully consumers realize that Microsoft aren't going to make like a shit ton of money off of old 360 content by doing the backwards compatibility thing. They did it because they felt like they needed to give something to their customers. And um, I mean, you take into account the fact with PS Plus, with uh, PS Now, you're streaming it as well. I just, I just, it's, yeah, it doesn't yeah. work. Yeah, totally. It doesn't work. I mean, the thing that does it for me is um, EA Access. I know a lot of people don't like just, like, giving money away. <laughs> Not that that's what you're doing, because obviously you're getting something in return, but you don't get to keep it. Just like Netflix. I mean, how much is that? That's got to be, like, what, £5, £4 a month, I think? But you get access to pretty much all of EA, EA's back library and, you know... I, th I think I'd rather pay that than because they're like the latest games or you know so many months later they you get the latest games and stuff like that I um, totally agree with you and I think EA Access is it's got a lot of shit for some reason EA Access but I actually think it's really good um, I just actually looked up the price I didn't know it off the top of my head Three ninety nine a month or a year subscription for nineteen ninety nine, and so £20 for a year £20 for a and year. And I could play, like, old FIFA, old Madden, old NHL, yep. old whatever. I think Hardline, Battlefield Hardline got added yeah. to it. We could be playing Battlefield 4 if we wanted old, to. Old, but you're still talking this, this generation. Gen current generation games. It's a good deal. It's a yeah, really man. good deal. I, I Chuck think... in the slightly nefarious perks of, of betas and early access to stuff. Yeah, true. You know, this, that and the other, that's fine. But, no, I think it's a good deal and... Yeah, it just further reinforces what a bad deal PS Now looks to me. Totally. So, yeah. <laughs> I think we're in agreement on that one, but we will Game move good on. Good fucking kicking. Well done, buddy. Damn right. And it had it coming. <laughs> and let's move on to something a lot nicer. Um, I know that you are really interested in this, buddy. This is Firewatch, which now has a release date, 9th of February. Yay. That's the yes. day birthday. <laughs> yeah, both of our birthdays are within sort of a week of that. So that could be a birthday purchase, I think, buddy. Yeah, definitely. I'll I'll, um, I'll treat you by buying half of that game. <laughs> I'll buy your and I half. I will treat you by buying your half. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah, I'm Happy so birthday. excited for this game. Like, I don't know why. I've, I've, I haven't even watched all like the playthroughs of it because I'm like, I, I don't want to ruin it because like um, a month or so ago, like the first like half an hour of the game came out like on YouTube and stuff. I'm like, no, can't watch it. I don't want to ruin it. No, absolutely. But I, I I did some reading about like where it's set and what it is. It's about something, some kind of big old fire in is it Yellowstone Park? I think like in the sixties uh, or Wyoming, something. Wyoming, I think it is. Oh, there you go. Yeah, Wyoming, and. I don't know, I was just a bit interested at the time. Clearly I've forgotten all about it, but just like the art style and like um the characters, they, they seem like they're gonna be quite funny and I, I don't know where it's going. Is it gonna be scary? Is it gonna be lighthearted? Is it I don't know, I'm so excited. It just looks like a cracking single player story. Yeah. Um the as you say, like I was I saw I suppose it was during Sony's E three press conference that I saw this. Um, 
I don't think I've seen it since then, but it grabbed me straight away, like absolutely straight away. The mainly because, uh, as you say, the art style was lovely, but also the voice acting seemed yes, tremendous. Voice, exactly, like the, the script the seemed great and yeah. interesting concept, and in an environment that games don't tend to be set in too often. So, mm. in the woods, in the, yeah, basically, <laughs> it's, it looks cool, man, and. Um, the main character had a sort of John C. Riley thing going on that I quite liked. So, yeah, I'm really excited about this as well. And Can't wait, mate. It's really cool that this sort of game's getting made now. You know, you look at stuff like um, Gone Home, Vanishing of Ethan Carter, like thought-provoking single-player first-person yeah. games. Um, yeah, keep, just, just bring them on. We love it. And finally, in the news this week, <laughs> I don't tend to fancy covering DLC too often because I think a lot of it tends to be a bit of a rip-off and this is justice for gamers after all so it's not really in the interests of consumers for us to cover bullshit but I do think it's worth mentioning that there's new Rocket League DLC coming out and you can buy the DeLorean what do you think about that? Uh, I love that the DeLorean's going to be in it but I don't like the fact that you have to pay for it well, you don't have to pay for it. Okay, I won't. Do I still you, get? You, you won't have it if you don't pay for ah, it. But... <laughs> That'd be a funny way of doing it. Like, yeah, have this bit of DLC. Give us some money or not? It's up to you. <laughs> I like it. I'd be like, no, I'm totally not giving you money. But um, yeah, it's cool. Like, um, new cars is always fun. Like, I didn't buy the last one, so I probably won't buy this one unless I'm really drunk and then decide to buy it. Um, could do, do we know? Yeah, it could happen. Um, price points at all? Quid, maybe? I think, it, I think it's two pounds. Two pounds. Ah, Between us. Two pound each? Ooh. No, t- uh, totally not worth it because, like... <laughs> it's a chocolate bar. Yeah, but no, I don't want... I'd, like We bought, what was it, home for two quid. I mean, I was saying you could buy Thomas Was Alone for one pound thirty. I mean... <laughs> I'd rather DeLorean. Spend yeah, but no. It's totally pointless. It's like buying a cape in Destiny, buddy. Are you going to do that with actual money? I, I don't have the option to right now, buddy, but... Uh, I, <laughs> when, I, when you do... I am slightly worried that I will have the option to soon. Yeah, I know. Well, they also, came out... Uh... Oh, God, are we going to talk about Destiny news? <laughs> they came out and... Start like you know they the main guy was tweeting about it earlier today, wasn't he? Like, don't worry, it's fine. But yeah, they're they're <laughs> trying to. They haven't pulled the trigger on um, crossing that line into things that you shouldn't have to pay for yet. Yeah, I know, but um, not yet. But you know, as always, pessimists. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm massively worried about that, but. That's for another day, Betty. We can't have a crack at them till they do it, so we'll leave it for now. True. Also worth noting your um, your business model of uh, give us the money if you fancy, but you can have it anyway. That's very much how Bandcamp operates uh, yeah, exactly. and is the reason why there was only £16 in my PayPal from album yeah. sales <laughs> rather than more than that. that. <laughs> oh, well. But that's another story. So anyway, yeah, DeLorean in Rocket League. Take it or leave it. Yes. 
And now it's time for golden release time. It's a steady stream. It is a steady stream, buddy. Things are still going pretty well on the old release front. I think a lot of um, publications that I look into, they think it's a little bit slow, actually, at the moment. They're not that impressed with the last few weeks. I suppose over the years you look back and it's been pretty hell for leather. Like every week there's like four like AAA games coming out or whatever. But I think this is strong again, to be honest. So anyway, we've got Guitar Hero Live. And that comes out this week on Xbox One, 360, PS4, PS3, and Wii U. Classic. This is the game that features video FMV rather than any graphics. So, in theory, this could come out on some old Nokia, (laughs) as far as I'm concerned. (laughs) But there we go. Um, Staying on the music theme, we have Just Dance 2016. Uh, that's on all of those same platforms. It's also out on Wii as well as Wii U. Wow. <laughs> um, very much a content delivery platform now rather than a game, I think, that one. Yeah. Uh, having played the demo, I'm fairly knowledgeable on the matter, buddy, <laughs> as well as being a fantastic dancer, of course. Of course um, you are. <laughs> Life is Strange, episode five. That's out on... Xbox One, 360, PS4, PS3, and PC. It's a game that I keep meaning to have a go of because uh, I quite liked the sound of it. Is but that the last uh, the episodes? I don't know. I haven't okay. been following it. I'm sorry. I'm I'm not informed there. You are shit. I'd like to apologise to the world for that. Terrible. Next, we've got Primal Carnage Extinction, which is coming out on the PS4. This is a uh, PvP dinosaur game. What? Yeah, this is a multiplayer dinosaur game where you pick a dinosaur and fight against other players who are also dinosaurs. Um, But you can also play as uh, humans versus dinosaurs, um, but yes, it is a deathmatch game featuring T-Rexes and Raptors and stuff. Uh, and it looks super budget and is probably terrible, but I, I can't say for certain because I haven't played it at this point. <laughs> Sounds like it's better. And if it costs any money to buy, then I will never know whether it's good or not. Oh. Because I'm not buying it. But let's move on. We also have Sword Coast Legends on PC, Mac, and Linux. And finally, uh, probably the big one, not probably, definitely the big one this week, uh, on Xbox One and PS4, Assassin's Creed Syndicate is out this week. Um, Excited about that? or Not remotely, no. No. Absolutely couldn't care less. It's it's done this day now, I think, old, uh, old Creed. Yeah, I think it kind of peaked maybe number three, something like that. Um, I quite enjoyed Black Flag. Then, of course, uh, last year, last year we had the absolute debacle and of Unity. What Unity, a fun one that was. Yeah, yeah, pretty bad. Um, and yeah, so no, I'm not interested in that at all. Even, I mean, I thought I would be to be honest with it being set in London. I thought maybe. That had kind of piqued my interest, but it just looks like the same fucking game once again. And I think the biggest mistake they ever made with Assassin's Creed was going, bringing it out annually. I just, I'm sure they've made a lot of money, but I think over the course of 
10 years releasing five games, I reckon they would have made more money and probably won some awards as well. We think. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. Rather than just churning out every 12 months another fucking game that's exactly the same but in a different location. I couldn't give a toss. I, I, I take it you you feel the same about this. Yeah, totally, but I didn't even know it was coming out this week. That's how much I care about it. It's it does feel a little undercooked in terms of the... Um, the advertising and stuff. I, I did actually see a TV ad for it today. Um, but other than that, I hadn't seen anything. And normally they really push the boat out with the ads. So yeah, yeah I'm not sure. It doesn't, doesn't exactly bode well. There's no multiplayer on this one either, of course. And um, yeah, who cares? Fuck it. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> And now it's time for the JFG Top 5. Oh, it's the Justice for Gamers Top 5. What's the uh, Top 5 of the week then, buddy? Okay, so this week's top five, uh, credit to PJ. Uh, as I said last week, he sent a load of uh, ideas through for this, and most of them were great, so we'll be crediting PJ for some weeks to come, I think. Uh, this week I've picked Release Day Screw-Ups. This is the top five games that released and were totally fucking fucked. broken. <laughs> absolutely, yeah, absolutely yeah. diabolical. Um Plenty to choose from, most from 2014, but uh, plenty to choose from all the same. Um, I'm going to go for my number one. I want to say Drive Club for my top totally fucked game. Yeah, I, I don't know if I can put these in order because they were all absolutely atrocious. Yeah, for um, different reasons as well, wasn't it? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, but I think we've we've kind of settled on a list here, haven't we? I think we'll honourably mention the ones that didn't quite make the cut as well. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so in no particular order, Drive Club, absolutely, like... I say in no particular <laughs> order, it could well be the worst launch of any game ever. Like, I mean, yeah, it had the single player and you could play it, but the online was fucked for months on end and was just unplayable. It was just unplayable. It was just... It was so bad. And as of yet, well, um, apart from like Steam's new policy coming in, uh, it's the only game that I've ever heard of getting refunds for digital purchases. Yeah, I mean, as you said, you know, there was... And I think I, I, I did kind of play Devil's Advocate once before on this podcast when we were talking about broken games, where I said, you know, there's single-player content there, so it's not as bad as something that was maybe multiplayer only. But at the same time, this was Drive Club. It's in the fucking name. You make a club, you play with friends, and... All of that multiplayer functionality wasn't there for weeks, weeks yeah. on end when the game and launched. You forget as well that the game was meant to be a release title. This yeah, this is already a year late. This is a game that was delayed for an entire year. This is also a game that promised a, a PS Plus 
version without any mention of the fact that that was going to be watered down. It then became a PS Plus version that was a glorified demo, essentially, and then that was delayed. That came out... Was it six months after it was supposed to? Something like that. It was stupid, wasn't it? Maybe even longer than that. I, I don't think that came out till the summer. This this summer just gone. So, yeah, it was absolutely atrocious. Um, even in its current state, I still don't think it works the way it probably should do. Probably. The problem stemmed from the fact that the game was designed so that every person connected to the servers was constantly pinging lap times and information back and forth. They were just the netcode was just fucked and it completely overloaded everything. We're totally. still hoping that, that they'll launch these private lobbies and we will be playing this again if they do. Um but I see no reason to install it again if they don't do that. Um that's supposed to be happening in the next week or two, but I haven't heard anything for a while. Surprise, surprise. But anyway, yeah, that's definitely in there, isn't there? What What would you go with next, buddy? Probably Battlefield 1943. Yeah. Being an online-only game where you just couldn't get online for, what, like two weeks? Yeah, at least at least that time. No, there was a, This was a toss-up here. Because we could have picked any number of Battlefield games, because <laughs> Battlefield games launch broken, and that's just Always. the way it is. And Battlefront probably will as well. But yeah, I think Battlefield 1943. It was it was a really big deal because they were launching it on Xbox Live Arcade, which was kind of in its infancy at the time. And yeah, it was really like not publicised at all. This game was it because you just found like a video of it and just like told all of us like check this game out we need it and this was like a couple of weeks before it was like coming out and stuff wasn't it it was yeah strange release they seem to leave it (laughs) really a strange release that sounds horrible (laughs) yeah it's a strange release yeah okay um yeah this was this was a game that it, it kind of was under the radar for a while and and then in the last sort of week or two leading up to the launch, there was sort of mass hysteria over it. it, it yeah, I, I, the, the thing about this and the reason that it was so bad was that it, it was an entirely online-only game with the, and the servers just didn't work on launch or the next day or the next day. And as you say, it was two or three weeks before they did. And... Um, I think Battlefield 4 runs this close for me because that game was fucked when it came out. But the fact that I couldn't even play Battlefield 1943 kind of clinches it and sneaks it into the top five above Battlefield 4. Uh, Next one for me, absolute no-brainer, Arkham Knight. This is a game that launched very recently on the PC and was so broken that it was removed from sale yeah. Uh, I think there's only a, a handful of occasions when that's happened in the past. I think Final Fantasy XV was another example of that. Um, and that's that game is unfortunate not to make it onto this list. But yeah, um, Arkham Knight <laughs> removed from sale and they've spent like four months trying to fix it. It's apparently it's a- coming back out again this at the end of this month uh, got great reviews on consoles went down really yeah, yeah. well like critically you know acclaimed on consoles like one of the a lot of people saying game of the year and stuff like that yeah uh, not for me though uh, never been a big fan of batman games nope agreed you can do one but yeah this 
it's 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 definitely a problem with PC porting. You know, it shouldn't be this day and age though with the consoles that we're running now. But you know, like the these games get sent off to like third party developers to create the PC port, and obviously if they do a bad job, it's not gonna work. <laughs> Shows the big business of the consoles, doesn't it? That it's that things are working that way round now. You know, I remember yeah. back in the sort of late nineties, if a game was coming out on PC and console, then the PC, PC. version would always be great, and the console yep. port could be subpar. And now you're, totally. you're in a situation where games are being made around. for consoles, and then they're being ported to the PC, which as as it could a, be, you know, a piracy issue there with like you know with like the new consoles they they haven't been touched with piracy yet and obviously pc is riddled with that absolutely coming out the wazoo it is yeah literally (laughs) it's a strange release it sure is (laughs) (laughs) so um Next, Assassin's Creed Unity. We have yeah, to chuck this one in there. We've just spoken about this game was uh, a bit buggy, to say the least. I yeah. mean, like the amount of uh, like gifts that I saw online was just amazing. But you know, there was the one classic picture: the guy with no face. Yeah, this was this was the uh, very much the poster boy of the broken Assassin's <laughs> Creed Unity launch. Yeah, totally. Uh, a, a character model with no face or skin, just a set of eyeballs and lips. Horrifying image, actually, quite frightening. Yeah, I didn't like um, it. Not gonna but lie. all sorts of glitches, people falling through the world, um, AI characters just disappearing and reappearing. Um, appalling frame rate issues graphical glitches um an absolute wreck of a game and you do wonder if if syndicate came out and was similarly broken do you think that could kill that franchise once and for all that game is not coming out broken no (laughs) chance (laughs) you think they uh they have ironed everything out of that game if they haven't, then yes, you are right. They are that that is gone completely. Yeah, I'm I'm inclined to agree with you. I think Ubisoft, as we've mentioned in the past, they have made some changes to that company this year in the wake of the 2014 massacre of fucking <laughs> software quality. So, uh, I love yeah. Watchdogs. But yeah, what a fucking watchdogs can fuck off as well. I hope they don't make another one of those. <laughs> but yeah, that game was broken. Uh, let's bring this list to its its <laughs> conclusion with yeah, Sim City. Five. This is a game a yes. that we that we both bought this game, didn't we? Yes, because we love Sim City, buddy. Yeah, and we thought we might be able to play it together because it was apparently an online shared experience, buddy. Yeah, you had to be online to play this game. No yeah. choice. And the shared experience was that uh, you could take to the forums with everyone else because the servers didn't work properly. Yeah, it was um, really brought everyone together, the online community <laughs> on this game. <laughs> In a fit of vehement rage. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. So this was... If you're uh, going to make an online-only game, make the online part of it work. And I mean, also that's, worthwhile that's as well. Like, 
if you're going to make people connect to a server, then give them a reason to do so because there really wasn't one. And no, it, not at all. Even once the game was working, there still wasn't really a reason to be online. Um, nope. Yeah, so this this was a, a, an example of flagrant, terrible DRM, basically. And uh, yeah, we bought this game because we were kind of taken in. We, we're huge SimCity fans. Uh, 3000 was my favourite one. Uh, loved that game. And um, always been a fan of those sort of city management games anyway. But yeah, it came out completely broken. And um, again, this was a this was a sort of drive club example where you couldn't, you basically couldn't play it for a week or so, could you? Because you just couldn't get on the servers and you couldn't do nothing, mate. Even when you did get on there, you tended to get kicked, and then your yeah. city wouldn't be saved when you went back in if you could get back in. So. Yeah, again, like this is this is possibly even worse because this is a game that was essentially an offline game, but the online DRM functionality made it an online game and then it didn't work for that reason. That's that's atrocious, isn't it, really? Like the more you yeah. think about it. <laughs> Terrible. That's not good. So yeah, that's our top five list. We got Battlefield 1943, Drive Club, Sim City, Arkham Knight, and Assassin's Creed Unity. Um, Honourable mentions go to Battlefield 4, which was absolutely <laughs> fucked at launch. Diablo 3, which was absolutely fucked at launch. Half-Life 2, the very first example of terrible DRM ideas. You had to have Steam installed and connected, yeah. and it didn't work properly. Um and the Master Chief Collection is a, a, a more recent example as well. <laughs> it just um, wasn't very good. It just didn't work. They're still trying to no. fix that now. The matchmaking yeah. doesn't work on that game. so They've done well. So there we go. And now it's time for Many Moons Ago. Many moons ago. And I'm here to tell you, Ash, that on the 22nd of October in the year 2000, we saw the launch of Quake 3 Arena. Nice. Good times. <laughs> it really was. Really was. Now, I seem to remember at the time there was a sort of uh, there was a sort of Blur versus Oasis vibe between Unreal <laughs> Tournament and Quake Three Arena. I feel like that was a thing. I don't know if yeah. I just made that up in my head, but no, that makes sense. I was always an Unreal yeah. Tournament boy, to be honest, but I, I, that stopped me from playing Quake Three Arena for some time. And then when I finally did, I absolutely fucking loved it. I yeah, it was, it was a strange one, wasn't it? Because like. Like you say, it was Unreal Tournament. That's what everyone was playing. That's what I was playing. But then when you did finally get around to playing some Quake, you were just like, oh, I've been missing out. What's it was this? so fluid. It was so smooth. Yeah. Great maps, great character models, the baffling decision to make it so that every time you shot someone, it went, oh. <laughs> <laughs> which I've no idea why they did that but uh, 
yeah, it was a really cool game, and and I think the the the, the lasting testament to this game really was was the the rocket jumping arenas. Uh, I think yeah, that's man. what people maybe remember they were this just for the best. Insane, they were they were so much fun. So this was a straight deathmatch mode or team deathmatch mode where there were various jump pads kicking about the levels, but they also it was also set so that if you hit yourself with a rocket, then uh, that didn't do a great deal of damage, and in fact, you could use that to propel yourself up into the air and jump to platforms you wouldn't normally be able to get to. <laughs> this created a whole, just a whole community where people were churning out levels, and uh, I played some cracking, cracking games on that old school PC Twitch shooter stuff. Um, this game's still massively fun today, by the way. I played it about a year ago and uh, actually played it LAN about a year ago with a couple of people and is still excellent now just for mindless runabout shooter. You can probably run that on your laptop, buddy. You can run that on bloody anything, mate. Quake, <laughs> Quake 3 Arena will run on any computer that probably still works, I would expect, yeah. at this point. But yeah, really, really cool. And uh, I've got two honourable mentions here as well, buddy, because, you know, we, we're trying to pick sort of one game, but I do want to mention anything else that's notable. Um, on the same day a year later, uh, this is October the 22nd, 2001, uh, one of your favourite games of all time, GTA 3, came out. Cracking game. And on the 20th of October 2006, one of PJ's top five games of all time came out, that Splinter Cell Double Agent on the 360. That was a great game. It was a good game. It was nice. Was that the one where like you were like a double agent? It's the one where you were a prisoner at the start and then you yeah. had to infiltrate uh, like a terrorist's camp kind of thing yeah and, and you could like between missions you like had to hunt out different clues within like the hideout and stuff. yeah and you yeah, had to be really sneaky that. win the trust of people like creep into computer Crank rooms and stuff yeah. it was really really good idea actually and yeah, um, it's cool always been a fan of the splinter cell games and and yeah that was one of the better ones and i think it also had the um the spies mercs mode in there as well that was um yeah, we played a, sh a shitload of Big that. Big fan of. Yeah. <laughs> and now it's time for Fuckwit Corner. Fuckwit Corner with Funk. Fuckwit Corner with Funk. he got for us this week buddy has he got some questions he's kind of got one question and okay. it's it's rather than being fuckwit corner i think we're in diablo corner this week okay um this is you know funk kind of he sent me a message midweek saying i'm thinking about picking up diablo it's a really good price and i think i'd probably like it and i kind of said well i yeah i mean i know your gaming habits quite well i, I don't know if you'd like this and I, I haven't played it i said watch some youtube videos he was like no and then <laughs> and then uh, and then he sent me a message saying he'd bought it and that kind of was the final nail 
in the coffin for me as well, and I yeah. <laughs> picked it up too. That will happen. Um, so yeah, Funk says, uh, Diablo 3 buddies, help. Hints and tips, uh, brackets, from the listeners or whoever. Uh, rookie mistakes, funny character names, etc. I'm a wizard, Harry, so any help would be nice. Yeah, um, so my first tip would be uh, use a weapon, not a book. Use a weapon, not a book. Yeah, I can see where you're coming <laughs> from with that, buddy. <laughs> no. Um, go on, then. Uh, you've obviously done some research on this. Like, I literally know nothing about Diablo 3 as of yet. So the ball is in your court, buddy. So, yeah, this has kind of involved um, doing a little bit of research. And, and I suppose, you know, if, if you're someone who's played a lot of Diablo, then you're really going to think I'm a massive bell end at this point because, you know, this is all probably fairly standard, easy to know things. But uh, <laughs> uh, worth noting, he did mention funny character names. I think Poncy Peters is a good yeah, character name. Yeah, it there, mate. I'm taking that. So anyway, I've uh, I've written down five useful tips here, um, and at the end of each tip, uh, I will insult you, Funk, because that f- will be a more authentic feel of asking the internet something. You know, you ask the internet something, you kind of expect people to attack you at least a little okay, bit. Okay, yeah, yeah. I like so that. I'm trying to make things authentic here. So here yeah, we go. Bring it home, buddy. So the first thing: never sell anything. of loot is worth far more than the gold you receive for it. Always salvage all the shit you don't want, you doofus. (laughs) Nice. Okay. Keeping it calm there. Uh, Invest in levelling up tradesmen and all those people, like the blacksmith, for example. Uh, Vendors rarely sell anything good at all, and with the salvaging you're doing, you'll have all the shit you need to get great stuff made, you knobhead. Nice. Yeah, you like that one? Funny story about knobhead. I've got, um, there's an African guy at work, and um, I say, uh, how's it going, how's it going? And he's like, yeah, yeah, knobhead. I'm like, you got a knobhead? And he said, knobhead. He's saying, not bad. I'm like, brilliant. It's like my new saying now. I just can call everyone, you know, when they ask how I am. I'm like, yeah, not bad. <laughs> I don't know if you can get away with it as well, buddy, because I'd imagine that he's got some sort of accent and you definitely don't. No, I'm, I'm sticking with it. You're going with it? Yeah. Fair enough. I mean, you've got your light gun, so if you get in trouble, then you're away. I'm fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Right, next up, uh, don't forget to take an AI character with you if you're playing alone. They provide little perks like healing. This is only applicable if you have no friends. You tit. (laughs) Nice. Uh, Next one, Uh, batter shit and keep your kill chain going. It offers up to three times XP bonus if you can. That's loads, you fucking onion. Nice. And so it's literally <laughs> just kill loads of stuff continuously and all is good. I think we didn't really realise how important that kill chain thing was. Uh, apparently that kill chain keeps going. Even if you're not hurting someone, if you're getting hurt, then the kill chain keeps going as well. So it, it it's apparently very a very wise move if you are kind of between things charging up or you can't hit something right away to just chuck yourself in danger to keep that 
kill streak going. <laughs> okay. Because wow. You can rank up your XP at three times the normal speed if you can keep that chain going. Speed. Uh, and finally, turn up the difficulty. Normal is an absolute piece of piss. Hard isn't that hard. And expert is basically normal on other games. You shit-faced titty biscuit. Do you like that one? So there we go. Now, I'm a massive fucking noob on Diablo. I, I found these little bits of information by surfing the web and looking Ooh. for them but if Been you dear listener probably. have some tips for us then please send them in because we're a bunch of dickheads and we don't know what we're doing at all yeah maybe we'll do some streaming of that this week as well definitely buddy that sounds People like a really good like idea shout at us for being shit I can't think of anything I'd like more than no. a room full of people on YouTube telling me what a prat I am yeah I like that kind of thing gets me off <laughs> Absolutely, buddy. You'll be sitting there, cock in hand, and ready to go. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Not on camera, though. Indeed. Do you have a question for the Justice for Gamers podcast? Every week we'll be ending the show with questions and comments sent in by you. Pop us a message on Facebook or Twitter, or send an email to contact at justiceforgamers.com and we'll do our best to sort you out. And now it's time for questions and answers. Do my eyes deceive me here, buddy? What is this? Okay, we've got another question this week from um, one of our favourite listeners, Michael Strong. Hello, Michael. And he says, what game do you regret never finishing? So I've got a short little list of three here, and they are Uncharted 3. I never finished that because at the time I think I just got rid of my PS3. Uh, whilst playing it and I never did it on the PS now because you know my thoughts on playing old games why do it unless it's on a Vita perhaps exactly I play it on a Vita um, I still haven't finished The Last of Us now I could still finish this game because I have it but I don't know if I will or not and I do regret not doing it but I don't know how if I can regret it if I still have the opportunity to finish it and my final one. No, is well, 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 wait, wait, wait. Uh, I, I'm, I'm very angry that you haven't finished The Last of Us. I don't care. You do I, what you want. Why, why haven't you finished that game? It's because I got to a point and I haven't gone back to it. You need to go back. I tried playing it and I've forgotten all the controls now, though, and I'm two balls deep into it. And I'm like, oh fuck this! I just keep dying. <sighs> you got to play that game. Well, maybe. But then you're gonna say about the, the next one. I, I never finished Bioshock. Well, yeah, I think, to be honest, I, I, I love both these games. They, they both featured in my top five last week. But I think in terms of having to, like, you know, if I had to pick one of the two, which one was more relevant at this point than probably The Last of Us? Yeah, you know. obviously. But, yeah, um, I, I don't know what happened with uh, Bioshock. I got to a point and just didn't go back again. It's just, it's just what happens with single-player games that if I don't absolutely just sit there and just 
pummel hours and hours into them without getting distracted, then yeah, I just don't finish them really. I think that's the thing. Oh, that's fair enough, man. What about you? Have you got any regrets? Um, I think I, I was going to go with the GTAs because I, I've... I finished GTA 5. It's the first time I've ever completed a GTA game. I never got to the end of 4 or 3. I never finished Vice City, even though I loved that game. I just never got to the end. I, th- I don't think that's as uncommon as, as you may think. I think, actually, if you asked most gamers who have owned several of those games, I think they probably only completed one of the two of those games as well because they're kind of long and... They've often got multiplayer features and that sort of thing. So, yeah, I I, th- I feel like I should have finished at least Vice City. I, I, will, I didn't really like the characters in GTA 4, so I don't regret not finishing that one. I think the standout one for me, though, probably Oblivion. I never completed Oblivion, and I feel what, like I should. the main quest line? Yeah, the main quest line in Oblivion. I, I never got to the end of that game, and uh, I, I think... You did, didn't you? And uh, yeah, I did everything. Yeah, that. and everyone, <laughs> no, everyone at the time. Everything. I think Funk and PJ, like, I think you all got like full gamer score on that on the 360. And I just kind of got a little burnt out on it, but I, I really regret it now. Um, you know, after that game came out, I, I played all the way through Fallout. Um, I played all the way through Skyrim. And I just don't know why I never got to the end of Oblivion. I've always kind of regretted not going back. And it's so old now. It looks so toilet that I, I couldn't bring myself to go back to it now, I don't think. It kind of no. spoil the memories I have. Yeah, you don't want to be doing that, do you? Because, like, I loved Oblivion. God knows how many hours I pumped into that. And then, obviously, Skyrim as well. Yeah, yeah. I... Th- I don't know what the difference is like with like a linear story to like an open world story is for me then I guess like because like the ones that I haven't finished are like the linear ones whereas like if you look at like the Mass Effect trilogy and like the Morrowind and like Oblivion and Skyrim and like Fallout 3 like these big open-ended games where you can like I'll pump hours and hours into them and like I'll, I'll yeah, I'll go through the main story definitely on those ones. So, I don't know what the difference is. I don't know. It's weird. Maybe you just don't like being funneled down a specific path, buddy. That's what it sounds like to me. Like you like that yeah, freedom probably. to kind of tackle things in the order that you want to, and you know, have side quests to keep you going and that sort of thing. I mean, mm. like Last of Us and Bioshock are super linear, like incredibly linear. Both those games. So. Maybe it's a question of taste. Maybe the reason that I haven't completed Oblivion is the same reason that you haven't completed Bioshock because we like really different things from our story games. I guess so, yeah. Could be that. But yeah, it's a really good question. and um, Yeah, cracking question. Well played. Yeah, thanks very much for that. Ledge. Uh, And finally, we have a question from PJ. And he says... Uh, tell me how I can join the discussion on your website. Uh, and can I join as a member rather than commenting as a guest, etc.? What does it all mean, Basil? So, our website's kind of in flux at this point, isn't it? Because we're planning on updating it. We're kind of shifting focus away from articles and, and, and copywriting and stuff to 
you know, we're going to be doing a lot of streaming. The podcast has become kind of our main focus as well. So you've been kind of working, haven't you, on on new ideas for a website and i think that'll kind of get updated going forward yeah so uh, pretty much my idea for the website is just going to be a front end uh, for the podcast and um uh, various social media that we're going to be using and also a links to pretty much the live streaming we're going to be doing um i don't think we'll be doing much video editing and article writing because I can't find the time, especially with my job, to do that as well as uh, doing all the um, podcast editing and things like that. Well, the biggest thing about it is that we kind of we we came to the conclusion that uh, the websites that I go on on a daily basis are websites that have a a substantial amount of content every day. Now, between us, the fact that we're both working and this isn't our main thing. The, the most we can do in terms of new content is one or two things a week. That just, that's just where we are in terms it, yeah. of hours in the day. And if you can't put something up every day, then you might as well not be putting something up at all. Like it genuinely comes down to that. In terms of reviews or uh, article writing and that sort of thing. Yeah, if you, even videos. Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, just look at YouTube. Like, people put stuff up religiously every day, and we just can't do that. So I think in terms of contacting us, speaking to us, we're, our best bet is is Twitter, really, and Facebook, you know, yeah. using that as our community hub. Is, is the best place to get us. And the website will become very much a sort of... Kind of a hub of of where you can go for all our different stuff, because I think you know, it is definitely one thing that I will be looking at in the future is creating some sort of forum or discussion based area on the website. But literally, it's just going to be a front end page, like a like a content page of a magazine. That's my idea of where we're going to have with it. Yeah, I think that's best. I, I'm, obviously. We we put most of our our passion and our work into the podcast, uh, hoping to do lots of streaming as well. So, yeah, it's very much going to be a sort of contents thing, and I think that'll work better. You know, as soon as you've got a, a a fully functioning website and two people who aren't capable of populating it with things, then that kind of becomes a bit sad and desolate. So, I think it, it's going to work really nicely, and we'll keep you posted on what we do there. Gibbons, buddy. So I think that'll about do us for this week, buddy. Um, quite a diverse podcast this week, actually. I think we've covered like a hell of a lot of different games rather than focusing on any one thing. What do you reckon? Yeah, it's been uh, it's been busy, I must say. It's been good. It's been nice not to be spending half of the podcast talking about Destiny. Yeah, I think that's pretty much it for the Destiny talk now. I don't think we're ever going back now. Yeah, Not, I mean, we'll, we'll go back to the game, but I don't think we'll, we'll have anything more to discuss. I mean, it's one of those things, isn't it? Like, I, I'm still playing Pez and F1 every week, but yeah, I, think <laughs> I don't need to that say that. Yeah. No, totally not. You know, <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm really enjoying looting on Diablo and Destiny at this point, and um, big fan of the loot. Let's go and do some of that. So, yeah, Gibbons, let's do it. Thank you very, very much for listening. Uh, You can find us at www.justiceforgamers.com 
Facebook forward slash Justice for Gamers. Uh, our Twitter handle is at Justice for Gamer. We're also on YouTube. Just search Justice for Gamers. We're going to be doing some streaming. I might even do some in a little while. So uh, keep an eye out for that. Uh, and we're also on Google Plus if that's how you choose to live your life. And we are also on SoundCloud. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah I remembered. Yeah. <laughs> we're on SoundCloud now. So search Justice for Gamers. Give us a follow. Share our stuff. Help us out. And yeah, thanks very much for listening. I've been Alex. He's been Ash. Goodbye. And we'll catch you next week. Goodbye. You've been listening to the Justice for Gamers podcast with Ash and me, Alex. We release this every Sunday night so you can preload it for the week ahead. To find out more, head to justiceforgamers.com, Facebook forward slash Justice for Gamers, or Twitter at Justice for Gamer. If you have anything interesting to say, pop us an email to contacts at justiceforgamers.com, and if you could write us a review on iTunes, we'd be forever in your debt. Have a cracking week, and we'll catch you next time. Thank you.